0: Hello and welcome back to Indie Comic Ninja. My name is Dexter Jacobs, and this is going to be another uh, lead-in to the reboot of the show. We're going to call this Episode B. So, in the meantime, before the uh, the new interviews come out, we're going to have a couple of uh, these throwback episodes, um, just as a reminder, I guess, of what the show is, and just uh, as a, just a fun, I guess, reminder of some of the old interviews with some of our fun guests. So... Those are going to have a couple of those come out. I do have a couple new interviews lined up for this week with uh, a writer and an illustrator and a publisher, as well as a writer. And they've both been doing a lot of Kickstarters, been doing a lot of work for the last few years. So those are going to be some fun interviews. um, And I really look forward to those. But in the meantime, here is uh, an interview with Sadat Ozgen, a German from Turkey. He's from Turkey, lives in Germany. Um, You can find him on social media. I know for me, he's been a lot of fun to follow for the last three years. He does a lot of really good art. Uh, that you can watch. He does a lot of process videos, live videos and stuff. So I thoroughly uh, suggest you check out the show notes, get links to his uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and follow him on there. Uh, give him uh, a lot of love on there because he's an amazing illustrator and he needs to be getting on more books. Um, that being said, I know he has a, a few things down the pipeline. I should mention he has done some work for IDW, Valiant, and Xenoscope And I have Uh, an issue of judge dread number five which he did the variant cover for and it's amazing if you can get a copy of that i don't know how you're going to you should because it's it's great um but in the meantime right now i hope you enjoy this episode with my co-host ben dupay interviewing sadat (laughs) uzgan
1: I was, um, born in Turkey. Actually, I was born in a city called Batman. That is no joke.
2: <laughs> you're, you're, Oh, seriously. That's, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, man. I, I,
1: you know, wherever I go, when I introduce myself to like comic book people, I tell them and most of them don't believe me, but it's actually true. You can even Google it. But you know, I was born in Turkey, but I'm Kurdish and, mm-hmm. um, but I grew up in Germany. I came, you know, I came with my family in uh, 1985 oh, to wow. Germany, and so basically, I'm German.
2: Okay, very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like two years before I was born. So that's, that's the year I was born. So <laughs> oh, seriously, uh, that's awesome. There you go.
1: <laughs> you guys, you guys can just say that I'm an old guy, and that's cool.
2: <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, so so, how long have you been? professionally drawing comic books for well it's
1: kind of a uh long story because you know i i published my first professional comic book in 2009 Mm -hmm. but uh i basically took a break from comics from 2010 until like 2013 and you know i got back into comics in 2013 when i did some work for uh, Zenoscope, and then in 2014, I basically, you know, uh, comics were my uh, only occupation.
2: Very nice, Look. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I see you constantly drawing and stuff. I, you're, you're, you're kind of a machine, man, though, with how much <laughs> you do. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: I think you're one of the more, uh, active people that I follow on Instagram. So, and everything that you put up there is just amazing.
1: Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's because yeah. I don't have life and,
2: uh, <laughs>
1: I'm just basically uh, some kind of a hermit who's uh, sitting at home all the time and drawing while other people are doing all the crazy stuff. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's Saturday night. Let's party with my pants.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, though.
0: Yeah. So uh, what what comic did you do for Xenoscope that got you back into the
1: comics? Uh, I did uh, um, Grim Fairy Tales for them. Right.
0: Okay. That's really and
1: cool. Yeah, I, you know, in 2013, I you know, before I, I got back into comics, I was working in the gaming industry here in Germany oh, nice. and uh, I had lost my job like a few months earlier. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to, uh, um, uh, you know, continue working in, in games mm-hmm. because uh, uh, the German gaming industry is really, you know, shaky. In the best way to say, because uh, uh, people constantly lose their jobs because uh, uh, most, you know, companies are some kind of startups. Uh, startups, and uh, you know, they they usually rise and then you know they hire like, you know, a lot of people and all that stuff, and then you know they go broke because yeah. they don't make money, and then they have to like you know fire a lot of people and you know, at that time I was basically at a crossroad where I had to decide, you know, what I, what I'm, what am I going to do next? And uh, the good thing was a few months earlier I had, you know, booked some tickets for uh, New York Comic Con. Nice. And uh, you know, when I went to New York Comic Con, I, I basically introduced myself to to uh, all kinds of publishers, and uh, I talked with Anthony Spay from um, Zenoscope, and he really liked this stuff, and you know uh a few months after after the convention he he contacted me and asked me if I wanted to do some stuff for them and
2: uh yeah i did <laughs> nice nice that's awesome so you see so you brought your portfolio with you then when you when you went to new york comic con
1: exactly i did some sample pages based of uh marvel and dc scripts mm-hmm. and uh you know also made made a bunch of hard copies of my portfolio because you know that's usually the best way to in order to you know uh uh give the the editor something to, to remind them of you because, you know, they meet so many people at the convention and, uh, it's hard for them to, you know, keep track of you and remember you. And, uh, unless you, you have a crazy name like mine, then, you know, (laughs) it it, it will suck.
2: But, uh, or or unless you're from a town called Batman, (laughs) but I I think at
1: that time I didn't, you know, mention it too often, but now I'm, (laughs) And constantly doing it because you know in in 2016 I was in New York again, and I did have an interview with Marvel, nice. and I told them I told them what what you know wouldn't it be the coolest thing if if Marvel hires a guy who was born in Batman? <laughs> that's that, awesome. That's, that's how you could you know make some commercials or uh, or some kind of ad and say you know you guys may have Batman but we have the guy who was born in Batman. So <laughs> that would be That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh so did uh when you went, when you went to the Comic-Con did you like sit through uh like a review process or did you just try to track people down and show them your work?
1: I did both. You know, okay. I uh before the convention they were uh handing out uh, a sheet and I was also looking on the uh um, uh the New York Comic-Con um uh homepage and you know, I was looking which writers and artists were there that I could, you know, talk to, show my stuff to, because, you know, at that point I, I wasn't really sure how all of this worked. And I thought, you know, yeah. maybe if you show your work to some artists, maybe they can introduce you to someone. And uh um but you know what I learned is that usually the the best thing an artist can do is like recommend you but but yeah. you know that doesn't happen too often. And um I went back to New York in 2015 and by that time I knew that the most important thing was to talk to the editors mm-hmm. and, you know, to get, you know, feedback from, uh, about the art is usually, you know, it's, it's the best that go to the artists if you want to like know where to improve with your art. And if you really want to know where you're standing uh, um, with the stuff, if you can do make it at the publishers is you know talking to to the editors and uh, you know they will tell you if your stuff is good enough or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very, very cool. cool. That's good information.
2: Yeah. Um. Yes. So so how old were you when you sort of started to to study? I mean, because I know you you originally went to school for comic book art, correct? No,
1: I uh, I studied design at uh in in Münster. It's called Münster, and uh, at that time, you know, I was. Basically, you know, my, my pr- professor he didn't want anyone to draw comics. <laughs> and, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because you know he always said that's like you know that's uh, uh, that's like something you can't make money with. Oh
0: yeah. And
1: um, I, you know, I told him no, no, I'm here to to learn how to make children children's books, <laughs> and you know by the end I did I did make or I did create comics all the time, and. He he saw that I was serious about it and then he started to like, you know, allow uh, the students to draw comics. And uh, hmm. yeah, and he he also went to like South Korea and he saw how big manga was there. And so he thought, you know, maybe I should give it a shot. And uh,
2: yeah, well, now it's it's, you know, I mean, and when when was this that all this happened?
1: Uh, I, I think it was around two thousand five two thousand and four
2: mm-hmm. okay cool and I feel that, like that's I
1: feel like that's when Mongo was kind of starting in um
0: in America,
2: yeah, I guess, right around that time too, yeah, yeah, I feel like <laughs> at that point in time I was hearing a lot about it so, yeah yeah, very cool mm-hmm. um so so a lot of the work that you do i mean so xenoscope that that's an American publisher, correct, yes. Mm. So is a lot of the work that you currently work on are are those for American publishers or do you work on any stuff for German publishers as well? No,
1: I actually I have never worked with a German publisher, which huh. is funny. I I've only worked with American uh, companies huh. so far because um I don't know, they're the the only guys who, you know, uh uh Make comics because here in Germany it's it's different. You know, I mean, there are German comic companies and uh, people are creating comics, but it's basically more uh, something like a hobby because hmm. they're not able to pay you.
2: Okay. And
1: uh, you know, the French market is big, but you know, the French people they 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 don't look uh, for for you know the kind of style that I have. French comics are a little bit you know they're different from the american market because mm-hmm. the art is uh, uh you know Jeez. they have a bigger variety of art and uh, the styles are very different i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with mobius for example
2: yeah i uh, i am not are you are dexter yeah that's is that the mouse one no
1: no he 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 <laughs> he, he's, he he was one of the concept artists for oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fifth element and uh, he created The uh, Metaburans and uh, the Inkel. Uh, So, you know, and his style, you know, a lot of American artists are like, you know, fans of his work. If you know Jeff Darrow. Okay, yeah, yep. They have a very similar style. And, um, you know, American American comics are, you know, the style within American comics is more polished. And, you know, uh, while I would say, you know, French comic, style is a little bit more organic and uh more you know less superheroes but more, you know uh adult content uh, content so um
2: yeah i mean i'm looking at some of it right now uh jean Giraud, i believe from mobius um and i just google image search but yeah, yeah it looks very very illustrative type work and and not in the same way that yeah not very very different from from uh from like marvel and the big two you know marvel and dc comics yeah, yeah. he actually
1: he actually did work he did some work for marvel <laughs> he did uh a silver Sur- surfer run for them uh back then i think it was in the early 90s maybe late 80s and i mean the guy was a god i mean he, he was he, he was amazing and uh um like I remember when I saw, saw his work for the very first time I you know I was very young and I wasn't really impressed because you know I was looking for guys like Jim Lee and uh, Travis Ray, but uh, at some point I revised you know his his stuff or I revisited his stuff and you know when I, when I saw it it struck me like lightning and I was totally blown away by his work and uh, you know he's he's one of my big inspirations
2: nice yeah did a lot of the, the inking on this stuff that I'm looking at of his, it looks like it's done with like rapidographs or, or fine liners or stuff like that. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think he worked with crow quills, but you know, he. he The, the funny thing about Mobius is he had, uh, he had different allies, uh, or, uh, you know, he, he used different names. Basically, he was. Oh. He, Called himself uh, Jean Giraud, he you know, which was his uh, original name. Then he called himself Mobius. He called himself uh, Gir or Gir, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And um, with every name, he had a different style, and he mastered each you know each each style like like a master, basically. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's really cool.
1: What are you working on right now? Uh, it's 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 a science fiction opera called uh, um, Specimen. Uh, for a independent publisher, or it's basically uh, a guy who you know who pitched his idea to a, uh, um, a film studio, mm-hmm. and um, they see you know at that point when, when he pitched it, they were interested in buying the the story, but uh, I don't know they they didn't want him to like keep the rights for this stuff, mm-hmm. and then he thought you know it it might be better to to make a comic out of it first. So, you know, basically to have, a, you know, a different standing, I believe. And um, we've been working on this. But it's, you know, it's it's not really a comic in the traditional way of comics because, you know, the the format is a little bit different and uh, the way he, uh, you know, the pacing is different. And uh, I, I, I think I showed you guys a little bit of the stuff that's in there. And, uh, for example...
2: Is this the stuff with kind of like the... Black backdrop on it and a and a lot of the square text bubbles or they're, they're like they're yeah exactly exactly okay cool it's,
0: it's the colored ones
2: yeah 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 okay cool I just wanted to make sure I was looking at the right thing yeah
0: that's yeah it's a, a really I le, uh, the art is really nice in there thank um, you very much especially being like a, a sci-fi thing it things look very organic and, and nice
1: thank you yeah I mean uh, the, the the thing about this comic book is is that it's you know, really challenging because uh, you know usually when you're working on a comic book, it's like that you have uh, four or five uh, panels on one page. Yeah. But with this comic, I had you know pages with like 15 or even 18 panels, <laughs> and you know I was basically uh, um, challenged to to draw everything that's you know that's available. I had to draw like from dinosaurs to to spaceship everything in this comic book. And uh, I think it was also uh, great practice for me as an artist. I mean, as an artist, you grow every day. The the more you draw, the better you become. And um, I've been drawing everything and anything. You know, I I once told a friend of mine, I said, when I'm done with this comic book, I can draw a normal comic page within like four or five hours because, you know, I had to try to to draw pages with uh, 12 panels on one day, which you know, forces you to be fast without, you know, losing the quality in the art. And I think, you know, I, I I did, you know, I didn't do a bad job at it. So
2: no, you did a fantastic job. No, especially there's uh, there's one panel. I mean, and this is something that I've always noticed about your work is like the, your ability to draw geometric structures, like buildings and cities and stuff. And it's just astounding, man. Like the, the level of I, just detail and, and everything looks, you know, perfectly aligned and stuff. It's just I mean, how how long have you been drawing geometric figures like that for?
1: You know, that's actually, you know, when I showed around my stuff uh, when I was younger and, you know, people would tell me, yeah, you know, the stuff is good, but your back- backgrounds are, you know, lacking and uh, you mm. should be working on your backgrounds. And then, you know, I'm very tedious about this kind of stuff and i started to like draw backgrounds in every panel and you know whenever i drew something i started doing backgrounds and so i got used to to basically you know drawing very detailed and uh uh detailed and geometric forms and everything and uh yeah <laughs> so that's how, how how this uh started
0: yeah it's it's good i mean that's a good example of you know listening to those uh editors and critiques when they
2: tell you to to get good at something man you nailed this one <laughs> thank you yeah. thanks because there's always those comic book artists you see that like you know they they shy away from drawing backgrounds sometimes yeah. there, sometimes there will just even be like a gradient in the background yeah. with nothing you know and and your work is like the opposite of that man like you you see like every detail it's great yeah. um and and looking at these pages too that you you sent us
0: uh so do you do everything um as far as the illustration, or do you just do pencils or inking? Do you do the coloring I, as well?
1: No, I don't do colors. I okay. only do uh, pencils and inks. Okay. You know, I, mm-hmm. I used to I used to just do pencils when I was you know uh, younger. But at some point, you know, I thought, you know, I I loved doing inks, but I was terrible at it. I'm still, you know, I I still don't feel like you know I could ink somebody else's work. But you know, mm. when I'm doing work. In order to to you know give the the piece the final touch i I do my uh, inks by myself because i I think you know doing it myself is uh, uh, the best way to communicate what i what I'm trying to to say or what I'm trying to uh, um, to communicate,
2: <laughs> yeah. Versus yes. versus having someone else sort of read your blueprint and and interpret it their own way, you know, like you actually, you do it for yourself, and that, that's great. Do you do you tend to prefer? I know I see a lot of ink work that you do by hand on social media. Do you do a lot of this? The this like for this one, did you ink any of it by hand, or did you do a lot of it digitally?
1: No, I did, uh, these pages for specimen, I did all, uh, digital because, um, in the process of, you know, creating the pages, I had to sometimes I had to go back and change stuff. So I, I thought, you know, it, it would have been a waste of waste of time to, to do it on paper because then I would have to redraw and change uh, a lot of the pages. And, you know, I thought it, it'll be better to, to do it digital. The thing is, um, I prefer working traditional like mm. you know paper uh, because for me it's 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 you know it's like you know basically having a date you know like when 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 you meet someone in real life it's more interesting than just to be like skyping with them or <laughs> to, to at Facebook you know that's yeah. you know and um I mean a lot of my friends are doing uh, all digit, digital but for me it's like you know I sometimes I, w- I will do my pencils digital and then you know print them out and you know on paper but uh um you know as far as working on this project I did everything digital because you know it, it wouldn't have made much sense to to like you know have pages with 18 panels and then you know uh, try to to uh, draw that small panel with a uh with a uh a pen
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i've 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 always preferred and i'm i'm a hobbyist when it comes to comic book art i mean i'm not you know uh but i i've always preferred to draw by hand i don't know there's something just about the the feeling of of a brush pen or or a fine liner or a pencil in your hand that just i don't know i i can't get over the digital drawing it's it seems very it's like this barrier i can't get over really yeah yeah it's
1: I mean, it's similar to, to what I, you know, keep thinking because, uh, you know, I, I I think it's absolutely okay if somebody does his work digital because, you know, it's basically it's just a tool. It's not like you're pressing a button and the drawing will uh, uh, happen by itself. You still have to be like, <laughs> you have to be able because a lot of people do think that they, you know, they ask me what kind of program do you use in order to draw this background? And I'm like, dude, I, I draw this background because i've done so many backgrounds it's not that you know something you know somebody gives me this background and says hey use it however you, uh, you, you want to use it mm-hmm. but or, or the, the 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 figures it's just it's like you know when you're when you're a writer and uh, you're using word instead uh you know writing stuff on paper that's that's the only difference for me the 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 thing that i like about working on paper is uh the the happy accidents uh which mm. you know that what what Bob Ross called him, you know. When sometimes, <laughs> when when I work on paper, I you know I will make a mistake, but in, you know in the end it turns out the mistake was something that you know elevated the art and um yeah. And the the cool thing about working on paper is that you cannot zoom into the uh, page, so you won't get lost in the details. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know for me, like I'm not an illustrator. Um, but being a fan of comics, what what I've really been able to enjoy from illustrators is being able to, you know, uh, buy the original art then and, and yeah. have a collection and be able to enjoy, I guess, seeing yes. it firsthand. It's it's very it's, – it's fun. And then it, seeing – finding illustrators like at cons and stuff, then it kind of gives you something to talk about since it's right in front of you rather than on a screen.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean that's – you know, one of the reasons, uh, why I love working on paper, it's, you know, when I'm done with the drawing, I, I will like, you know, even three or four days afterwards, I, I will look at the drawing and, you know, see what, what I did good at yeah. the, uh, the drawing and what I did, you know, didn't do good or, you know, uh, uh, there are sometimes like these small details in there, which, you know, where I keep thinking, how did you come up with that stuff,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> You know, but, uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's harder sometimes, but you know the cool thing about having an original is also that you can sell it, and yeah. you know for for an indie artist, you know selling art is very important and uh, is a key part of uh, maintaining a living. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, yeah, and that's that's one thing that kind of it bums me out sometimes because um, like one of my favorite artists is uh, Fiona Staples, which I'm not. Yeah. Are you familiar with her? Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, and like you know, it's you'll never find an an original from her because she Mm. works one hundred percent digitally. I mean, I'm she'll I'm sure do prints and stuff like that, but it would be cool to to see someone like that maybe do some some hand drawn stuff or whatever like that. I I think that would be pretty cool. So yeah,
1: yeah. I you know I I assume that you know probably she's she's working digital because it'll be faster for her to you know if if there is something. Some kind of mistake or something that she doesn't like on a page then she'll you know have the uh, possibility to change it within I don't know maybe an hour or something like that well you know if you compare it to traditional piece, you have to like redraw everything and uh, that that'll probably take a little bit more I don't know Fiona personally so I, I don't know why she's working digital but you know, I, I have a lot of friends who work all digital and they say, you know, it it goes down faster and it's easier to edit. Hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, that's the most important thing for them. And, you know, I respect that.
2: Well, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you know, she's still one of my favorite artists. But, you know, I think maybe, you know, some of it has to do with also the fact that, I mean, she does do like pencils, inks, colors for a monthly book. So, hmm. I mean, I'm sure the deadlines there are pretty... Can yeah. can can get a little tedious at times. Um, yeah. Some something I've always wondered about, and and maybe you can shed some light on uh, when. Typically, like in the industry, if you're working on a monthly title, how far yeah. how far in advance do you typically draw the books? Like, are is a six issue story arc typically turned in like all at once, or is that something that's like just kind of in current time?
1: I think it's uh, about two or three months. Ahead of the, the, the publishing uh, of the book. So I think maybe, you know, if, the, if it's like a big project at, Mo- you know, like Marvel or DC, that, you know, either uh, the, the artist will have, you know, a longer period to work on this stuff. But I think it's it's, you know, three months usually.
2: Okay, yeah. that makes
0: sense. And that's like three months before it's in Diamond, I presume.
1: Yeah, I think before three yeah. months before it's in Diamond and then, you know, another month or so until it's published.
2: Oh, okay, okay. When when yeah. you say in diamond, that's not a well, term I'm familiar sorry, with. Sorry,
0: diamond distributors. They're the ones who actually distribute comics. Oh, okay. Because cool. um, I know I I know that like the comic book stores have to order comics like two or three months in advance,
2: I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, that was yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's something I should probably know by now. But, you know. Um, so tell me a little bit about Integration.
1: Yeah, Integration is a sci-fi project that I'm working on uh, or that I started working on with a friend called Storm Smith. He, uh, he's a writer. He um, he did some screenwriting as far as I know. As I know and he also worked on um, uh, something for Dark Horse and he uh, currently started a, uh, a publishing company with a friend called Ulysses Ferenas. And um, Storm had asked me to, you know, that he, he wanted to work with me on something, and he had pitched some ideas to me. And uh, I think, you know, through my post on Facebook, he saw that I'm, that I'm a complete maniac for, for sci-fi, and he knows that I love uh, Ridley Scott, the the, author, the, the, the uh, um, director and uh, you know he he asked me you know would you rather do do a comic book like this and I was like yeah let's do this <laughs> it's, it's really a cool comic book I, I I don't know how much I can tell you about uh, the story because you know we, we've just recently pitched it but uh, it's basically you know about a soldier who, or, or you know, yeah, a soldier who who's participating in a war, and um, during that war he deserts and uh, you know runs away from from because he doesn't want to like fight in this war, and uh, he um, meets these other guys who deserted as well, hmm. and uh, they are basically trying to use him against uh, the other side. And, you know, that's, that's probably as much as I can say about this <laughs> book,
0: yeah. it's
1: really, and, and, you know, uh, um, Storm's writing was super cool because every, every, uh, uh, um, you know, word that, or, or phrase that he wrote down in this, uh, in the script was like, I immediately had a picture in my head and I, I knew how, how I wanted to design it. And he was really easy to work with because, uh, when he looked through this the stuff, you know he didn't want too much stuff changed in there, and uh, you know the the idea of the comic book was like for me personally very, very intriguing, and you know I had to work with him. I, I definitely had to work with him, and yeah, we, we pitched this uh, comic to image comics, and uh, we're still waiting for a response and uh, you know fingers across that it might work out because that would be you know a dream project. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. man, it, it, if it does, you know, or I will say when it does get published, you know, I'm I'm, we will definitely review it because it oh, does sure. sound like something that would be right up our alley. And yeah, very, very excited. So definitely keep us up to date on what's going on with that. Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I, you know, I love to hear what other people. I mean, I think you guys are like one of the few uh, or some of the few people that have, have seen all the original or all the artwork that exists so far. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, because you know i i couldn't post it on facebook obviously but you know i i really like how the stuff looks and you know i yeah. i'm super excited and uh to 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 see you know where this story is going to head because you know uh storm basically told me that the the rest of the book is going to be some kind of some kind of an asset trip and you know <laughs> I'm so excited to to like see what he comes up with.
0: <laughs> yeah, just from the stuff you've shown us, this it looks fantastic and
2: very very Ridley Scott. I, yeah, too. that was
0: very much what I was feeling exactly. Yeah, no, you yeah. Hit, you had that on the nose, man.
1: Yeah, I mean Ridley is Ridley Scott is like you know one of the few people outside of comics that totally inspires me. I mm-hmm. you know I think you know Alien uh, and Blade Runner are some of the Best movies that that were ever created. Like I, I, you know, I have watched Alien probably more than two hundred times, oh. and you know, the only thing that will remind you that the movie is from the late seventies is the haircut of the people. Everything else, <laughs> seriously, it's like everything else in this movie looks like you know it could have been made as a indie movie in in the late two thousands or something like yeah. that. It's so good.
2: Yeah, so I I, I have a two part question for you. Then, uh, okay. first, I want to know how how did you feel about Prometheus, I was uh, ask that, yeah. and and, and <laughs> yeah. then I also want to know how you feel about the the trailer that was just released for Alien Covenant.
1: Okay, you guys just touched a nerve because uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was still working in the gaming company, I used to like in all the lunch breaks, I was debating with the people at work, you know, about Prometheus. Um, you know, the the thing about Prometheus is it was visually a great movie. Yeah. But unfortunately, the movie didn't have a story. You know, I, I thought the, the the idea and the concept of the, the movie was absolutely great. And the best thing about the movie was, you know, that it didn't really have a xenomorph in there. Yeah. You know, that they were exploring the, the, the idea of the, the alien universe. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, the characters did really dumb stuff. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not I'm not a scientist, but I know that, you know, you shouldn't be touching an alien uh, that you find on an alien planet. Yeah. <laughs> you, you shouldn't even touch them when they're here on Earth or something like that. And <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you know, and this this snake obviously seems to be a little bit aggressive, but hey, let's try to touch his face.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, these two guys, they get lots of. <laughs> It's complex. Although they have a uh, uh, what do you call it? They have microphones with them, mm-hmm. so they could basically just ask the guys, "Hey, we're uh, we're we don't know where we are heading. Can you please direct us in the right direction?" Yeah, and uh, you know that was some of the stuff that really bothered me. But you know, from a visual uh, uh, point of view. The movie was awesome, and you know David Fassbender—he, he, he, sorry, Michael Michael Fassbender—did mm-hmm. did an amazing job. I mean, he he was the best. He he the he you know, I could have watched a movie where he was just walking through the spaceship all the time, <laughs> or the whole time. and I would still still would have been happy because you know he's such a great actor, and yeah. I love I love what he did you know in that movie. No, he did a fantastic and,
0: job. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah Yeah. and with the covenant movie i'm a little bit disappointed if i have to admit i mean from from visual standpoint it looks great but you know i think they that they you know the studio bowed to the demands of people to have xenomorphs in there yeah and you know i i would have wished that they would have just gone you know basically continued the route of you know exploring the idea of these engineers and you know what their planet looks like and why they are why they turn against humanity and i i mean it was a short teaser so you know we don't know what's what's ahead of us but you know i i still hope for the best but uh, i'm a little bit afraid it might you know turn out not to be that well but hey it's another uh, uh ridley scott movie and uh at least it'll be a visual satisfaction
2: <laughs> absolutely yeah i think I, it may be something like similar to how this the, the force awakens um uh, mm-hmm. was was a very similar plot to to star wars a new hope you know it's it, it looks to me like they're going for the very like horror movie xenomorphs yeah. vibe that was in the first alien movie um, exactly
1: and you know i I once said this on on Facebook, I said, you know, uh, please don't show us any further xenomorphs because we have seen the perfect, we have seen the perfect horror sci-fi movie in 79 when he did Alien. Yeah. And, you know, and he should, you know, I mean, I know that Ridley Scott doesn't, you know, doesn't have the last word on this because, you know, he's just the director, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because there is a studio and they want to make money and they know, People always uh, will, you know, go for the stuff that they know. It's basically like, you know, like the comic industry. I don't think that the publishers are only publishing the, you know, characters that, that they were publishing for the last 60, 60 or 50 years because they, they uh, uh, want to only do this stuff, but they know people hesitate to buy new stuff and to, to accept new characters and new content. They just want to, you know, stay with the stuff that they know.
2: Nostalgia. Yeah, basically. You yeah. know,
1: I mean, in comics, there's Image Comics where new stuff gets released. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, Image is doing a great job lately. They, they've they been uh, uh, selling a lot of comic books. But, you know, I, I'm not sure if they sell as much as Marvel or DC does.
2: Oh, I, I sincerely doubt it. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, how do you have you ever read any of the uh, of the aftershock titles that have recently started coming out?
1: Actually, I, uh, I I haven't been reading any comics lately. I have to admit that because uh, I you know I buy comics, but <laughs> then I don't you know I don't get to read them because you know like I said I'm a little bit crazy when it comes to drawing. It's like oh I'm done with the page and it's only two o'clock in the morning. Hey, let me start to do some sketches. Uh, you know. And, uh, uh, it's basically like I wake up in the you know, morning or afternoon and, uh, sit right in front of the table, start drawing and, you know, go to bed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that's pretty common, I think, for illustrators from what I understand. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Especially the successful ones, just fully immersing yourself into your work. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's how you excel at it. I mean, there's no other way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the, the thing is, uh, I, I told you guys that I, you know, hadn't, you know, that I had stopped drawing comics for some time, mm-hmm. which was like around 2009 to 2012, maybe early 2013, and you know, I was contacted by a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Matt Yoakum. He did some work for uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's a writer. And he asked me if I wanted to work with him, and I said, "Yeah, sure, let's do this." And you know. Uh, we started to work on a pitch back then uh, which unfortunately wasn't uh, picked up by anyone but he you know with that he ignited a fire and you know I, I started to draw like every day again and you know I was constantly drawing and you know basically my motivation was regret because I regretted that I wasn't that I didn't draw uh, for like two or three years mm. uh, and, comics. and you know that basically that's my drive that's my motivation I, I never want to like being at a situation again where I'm like, uh, uh, thinking you should have, you should have worked on, on something, you know, and it's like, yeah.
0: Let's, uh, I mean, that leads into one of my favorite quotes is, uh, the best time to start something is yesterday. The second best time is today.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's really good.
1: Sometimes other aspiring artists, they, you know, they ask me because as you guys may have noticed, I, I, post every day something on on Facebook or Instagram and it's like they're like how do you motivate yourself and I'm like dude seriously I don't I don't need any motivation to be to be drawing you know it's like basically I I need I need more hours in the day to to you know do all the stuff I want to do
2: (laughs) yeah yeah no that's that's great especially you know you do something you love and you'll you'll never work a day in your life that's yeah. yeah, that's so, what they say. <laughs> that is, that's what that is what they say. That's right here. Um, so, uh, one one random question: who, Who's your absolute favorite character to draw? Just like of all time, who, who do you who do you love to draw the most?
1: Um, you know, my favorite character in general, you know, in comics, is actually is the Punisher. But I would say my favorite hmm. character character to draw is you know Batman or Wolverine because nice. you know I. I've drawn them so many times that it's super easy to draw them but <laughs> if we go into like um characters from you know their story and uh uh their their identity and background and everything i would say the punisher is my absolute uh, favorite character because uh, he's like the 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 most badass character in, in you know in, in the marvel universe because he's he's just a regular guy yeah and, and uh you know i for example uh, I, I prefer the Max series because I, I I love how they are you know using him in the real world you know where he's like fighting against the mafia or uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know like crooks and everything instead of you know it doesn't make sense to have him fight against someone like Wolverine because you know Wolverine can take a few bullets and then slash him into pieces and that's it yeah. but if he's like a veteran guy who's who's lost his family and. Uh, is out for a vendetta, then, you know, everything in, the, in this, or for everything from this character makes more sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: so then, uh, I think uh, one one question I had too, uh, kind of getting into your favorite characters and everything, uh, what got you into
1: comics in the first place? Did you just grow up reading them or? It's Jim Lee. I, you know, if you want to blame anyone for anything, it's Jim Lee, Jim Lee, and Jim Lee. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I mean, I was drawing when I was a little kid, like, you know, everyone else. Mm-hmm. I remember that I was in kindergarten and I was like drawing dinosaurs and the other kids came and they were like, ha ha, look at this stuff and blah, blah blah And I was like, you know, I stopped drawing and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was a little kid and then, you know, I, I uh, um, we, we got cable TV mm-hmm. and then I saw, you know, like He-Man on TV and Transformers and Turtles and everything and I was yeah. like drawing. I, I was drawing what I was seeing, you know, as a little kid. And then, you know, someday one of my friends who's from the originally from the Philippines, he had, like, a huge collection of comics, and uh, he showed me the X-Men comic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, saw, I saw Jim Lee's stuff, and I was, like, completely blown away. It was, like, a revelation to me. I yeah. saw this stuff. You know, everything in there, I mean, I was just a little kid and, you know, everything in there looked so dramatic and all the characters looked beautiful. I mean, they looked like gods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I remember it was the, the Jim Lee and Chris Clemen uh, X-Men run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, by the end of the, the run, you know, Magneto sacrifices himself. And I was like, you know, I was a little kid and I started crying. And I was like, no, you can't. Play. You know, at that time, I didn't know that, you know, characters in comics don't die yeah, <laughs> Right,
0: right. <laughs> oh that's great man and i see uh in your instagram you got to meet jim lee at least yeah the, uh, back at new york comic-con you
1: know i i'm not going to call him my friend but he yeah. he says that i'm his friend to me he will always stay you know my my master he's like the the the, the, the absolute role model for me yeah. when it comes to comics uh, like you know he started following me on Instagram, and I was like, "Holy shit, you know, and,
0: <laughs> I like, think you know you've made it, man,
1: yeah, I mean, like a few years ago it's a, that's that's a bit of a funny story. I was having a, a an argument with my father uh-huh. because he wanted to like he told me like some you know get a real job, don't do this kind of stuff, and don 't do comics, do something you know proper and um <laughs> On that day, I was that, that was like before Facebook and Instagram and everything. And Jim Lee had, had this blogspot page mm-hmm. where he would sometimes, you know, post drawings and then uh, uh, post videos. And he, was, he, he posted a video of, uh, of him walking through his studio. And a few years ahead of that, I, I sent him a drawing of mine. And then he walks like to his shelf and he picks out some stuff. And then he holds up a drawing to the camera. And I'm looking closer, and I'm seeing it's my picture, and the drawing that I sent him. And he's, he's like, you know, uh, sometimes I get pictures from artists, and I keep them. And he's like, you never know who, who might become big. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, man,
2: that's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. <laughs> and, wow. you know, like,
1: Jim, I, I met him a few times now, and he's always been, like, super nice to me. And, you know, I... I recently did my first uh, cover for a bigger publisher mm-hmm. and you know, I wrote a message on Instagram and I was like, Jim, dude, they, they gave me a cover and he was like, you know, we got to have beers together when the next time we meet. That's <laughs> like so, so surreal for me because, you know, I still can't believe that this yeah. guy considers be a friend or, you know, and, you know, treats me that way because who am I? I'm just a, you know, regular guy and he's Jim Lee, you know. Uh,
0: that's awesome, man.
2: Yeah, and he's a, from what I understand, very, very nice guy, very, very put together guy that, you know, yeah, it's very, very cool. And the work, you know, the work he's been doing for DC has been great. He's been drawing on Suicide Squad, which is like, it's been really good to see him back in comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there was a while there where we didn't really see too much of him because he's obviously kind of running bigger picture stuff at DC.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I, you know, when I uh, heard that he was doing Batman Hush back in the early 2000s, I think it must have been like 2003 or four. I'm not sure anymore. And I saw this stuff, and I was like, holy shit! You know, this stuff is basically, you know, like like his early X Men stuff. It was so, it was such a revelation, and I was so happy that that he was doing something again and uh, uh, the stuff looked so awesome and you know like you guys just said he's he's a very down-to-earth guy from you know i've only met him like four or five times Mm. but he was always very kind he's you know he takes time for each and every of his fans and that is something i truly appreciate because you know i've met less talented artists who you know were not so friendly
0: yeah and yeah you
1: know that's like i'm like okay, you know, like, hey, that's Jim Lee, and he's super nice, and, you know, you're just, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, you know, talk anyone down or something like that, but, you know, Jim treats everyone, you know, the way they should be treated, with respect and everything. Yeah. And there are some people who are just like, yeah, I, I'm drawing this book for this publisher, so, yeah, I don't have time to talk to you, you know. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, and that's always been one thing, you know, you and I met through a mutual friend, Job, who is also Job Yaman, very, very talented artist from Des Moines. <laughs> um, and that was one thing that always struck me about, you know, you're, you, I mean, you're, you've always been very friendly and very willing to, to share your processes with people and, you know do periscope videos and post you know post videos of, of of you doing your process and stuff and i've always just thought that's so cool that you're you know and a- any artist that you meet at a con you know jim lee or scotty young is another one that's that's always like he he was always really cool about talking to you about his process and so i always think that's so great when when artists do that you know it's it's yeah, just really we- good
1: I mean, it's like, you know, I, I don't consider myself to be, you know, a special artist or anything like that. But I know there are some people who really like my work and they they crave to, like, to, to, to gain knowledge about uh, um, how how to, like, improve their own work. And I know that when I was younger that, um, that I always wanted to see the work in progress by the artists. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to see how they're doing it. Not in order to like you know take from them, but to you know to receive some kind of a inspiration to do to do it my own way. And I always, I mean, of course, we all love the finished product, but when I see like you know, I love for example, I I o- I will always buy sketchbooks from from artists because sketchbooks to me they are like where where all the magic is. You know, it's it's like. You look at the stuff it's rough it's unfinished it's it's just in progress but it's it's everything you know that that i love about comics you know i'm i think if i could you know make a living just sketching all the time I, i'd probably do that, you know but uh, comics is, is like the closest thing that comes to this so and i love it and uh, yeah and telling stories is also you know something that's really important to me so um yeah that's you know that's I'm, yeah.
2: Oh, have you ever um, have you ever written for any comic books before, or do you m- mainly just like to stick to the art side?
1: No, I I only write. Uh, I only draw. I you know I have my own kind of ideas for comics, but um, I'm really terrible with writing. I I would say I have, I have good concepts, but I don't know how to write stories. Like I would probably write myself into a corner and you know don't find a way out way out or. <laughs> I don't know, make the dialogue so long that they wouldn't fit onto a page. So
0: <laughs> yeah. It's... That's what editors are for. They just figure that out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole nother beast. I, I've tried it before and actually we're, yeah, we, uh, one of the hosts from, uh, one of our shows is an illustrator, um, and, yeah, I'm trying to put together a script right now, and it, it's just a whole other animal trying to trying to do that. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it, you know it's an art form for itself, and you know I I have really highest respect for for writers, even though I'm sometimes ranting about you know how how sometimes writers will write a script or something like that, but <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like these guys are doing amazing jobs, and uh, um, you know with, without them, I, i would be probably just uh, draw funny pictures but you know <laughs> with, with their help they become stories and you know that's that's where the most interesting uh, part of this whole process is happening it's you know run, uh, making or creating stories writing stories and visualizing them and um, therefore you know it's it's something that i highly respect and appreciate and uh, uh i I enjoy working with with writers because you know sometimes you will just give them a an idea and they will you know it's a concept or just you know just a few words and then they will flesh it out and all of a sudden you know you you basically hand it out worm to them and they will you know give you a a, a monster back, and you're like, How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's awesome yeah. yeah all right cool well uh dexter, did you have any other questions um I don't think so, okay. Cool. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to interview with us. It's it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah. Um, do you want to let the listeners know where they can locate you on social media if they want to look look and find your work?
1: Yeah. First of all, let me thank you guys for having me on the show. It's it's been my very first podcast, so that's yeah. that's a premiere. Nice. So. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook. basically the best way to uh, find me is to actually add me on my uh, normal profile. It's sit up uh, Maybe you guys can just uh, leave a link or something like that on the page and yep. um, my Instagram you know uh, you can follow me on instagram it's s- it's ad and then s e d a t o e z g e n.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and I highly recommend following you on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. It is an absolute pleasure to follow yeah, you. It's,
2: yeah, it's very very inspirational stuff and I mean your your work's just filled with, you know, passion. You can you can tell that you love what you do just by seeing seeing the work that comes out of it. So yeah. so it's it's great to see. I, and um I appreciate... <laughs> Oh I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I said no, I said thank you guys. I appreciate that. You know, I don't I don't you know Get to talk to a lot of people uh, uh, who are not, uh, um, you know, artists. So when I hear it from from people who are not artists, it's it's always interesting to to hear what they have to say.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, very cool. Well Thank you again so much for taking the time to meet with us. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll look forward to seeing more of your work on uh, on the interweb.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Of Indie Comic Ninja, I am Dexter Jacobs. Don't forget to check us out on social media, Indie Comic Ninja, at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, anywhere you listen to podcasts, stuff like that. Theme music for today's episode is by MusicForMakers.com, where you can get royalty free music for podcasts, videos, and more. Thanks, Music for Makers.